Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV series, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Good to be here, Seth. Thank you. Looking forward to our session today. Yes, we are joined by a very special guest, Jose Quiros, a digital sales system designer who helps large companies make a big impact to their bottom line. In the past year, Jose and the team have helped retailers generate 203% more revenue and add many, many millions of dollars to their bottom line. Jose, thanks for joining us. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Sure. Let's go back in time. How did, how did you get started? How did you become a digital sales system designer for big companies? Man, so, you know, I've always considered myself not an entrepreneur, but an immigrant. Um, I was born in Mexico. I came here at two years old. My dad had a janitorial company that made millions. Um, and so the path to me was always attainable, but I saw the work that was behind it. So when I started getting in college and into corporate world, digital just called my attention. Um, I was actually doing music at one point and I would promote via Twitter and I knew it. I was like, put the track on MySpace and promote on Twitter and that's how you're going to get people to listen. Um, and so I kind of always just had that and um, I kind of weaseled my way into the corporate world. I had finished college. I was living in Northern California, put in a bunch of uh, applications in Southern California, got a job overnight in, in digital marketing. Um, it was digital marketing specialist. I was an intern, but I just hit the ground running. And like I said, I'm an immigrant. So in corporate world, people are starting at 9, 10 a.m. getting their coffee. I was there at 7.30, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm on hour three. Let's go. So, um, so that's kind of how I got started. Started in the corporate world left to do local agency work for local businesses. At the same time, I always kept the corporate client. And then I just got to that point where I said, you know what, my time and energy is more invested in here with a company that's trying to go from 20 million online to 100 million, rather than, you know, the local uh, shop who's trying to just generate 25 new customers a month, you know, coming in. So Jose, are you are you doing consumer products direct to the consumer, like e-commerce or what, or lead generation? What, what, what aspects of, of digital are you doing for your clients? Yeah, all of the above. Um, so actually what I found was there's a piece of humanity in it all, right? Whether it's uh, B2C or B2B, you're still selling to a person. Granted, the strategy and the sales process is a little different. There's certain touch points you have to hit, et cetera. But at the end of the day, 
I think the the underlining theme there is the humanity aspect of it. Who's this individual? What are they going through in their lives right now? What are they seeking for the transformation? And do I have that? And how do I communicate and facilitate that? So yeah, I've had we've had clients who do B2, um, e-commerce, B2C, Nike, Jordan, Adidas selling you know product directly online there. And also Latin American companies who are trying to break into the US market and understand how LinkedIn podcasting and B2B sales can help them break into a new market with little overhead. So can you give us an example of one of those selling B2C here in the U.S. and where they were when they started with you, what you were able to do for them, and then how it worked? Yeah, for sure. So one of my star clients, you know, and I love them because of their culture really is a shoe palace. They're a nationwide retailer, about 155 doors nationwide from California to Miami. Um, And when I started there, they kind of had no idea what was going on in the online world. Um, and I've seen this a lot with organizations and brands. They lead with tactics, right? Their competitors doing this, so they need that. They have an application, I need an application. Not fully understanding, one, what is the value proposition for the consumer? And two, how am I even going to get this up and running? And then managing it and scaling it, right? So when I got there, they were doing e-commerce for about three, almost four years. Um, and it was just a hodgepodge of things is just bringing different people in for this and data was all over the place. There was no consistency and all this good stuff. So in the past going on four years now, uh, we were able to turn that ship around, put the proper pieces into place, really start defining a digital strategy with ownership to say, okay, what are we looking to do here? Is it just compete and sell online? Even though at that point we're competing with our own brand partners, Adidas and Nike, they're going direct to consumers. So how do we compete? Um, and then now the next step. And so we saw a lot of growth there, 203 plus in e-com. Um, one of the other sister sites that they have, that one did 400% growth um, in e-com. So doing amazing things there, but now it's really the next level of things. Okay, yes, we got e-commerce, we got email marketing, we got text message marketing, we got affiliates. Yes, this is now kind of a well-oiled machine however how do we differentiate how do we disrupt um, our industry our brand our brand partners all of that good stuff and that's where we're hammering it out right now Jose the when when you um, first started it was was Facebook was was that the go-to place uh, Facebook kind of like for digital um, or walk me through the evolution and where you've gone as you've explored the different you know the Facebooks the Instagrams the YouTubes etc yeah, for sure. And that's a good question. And social media is the sexiest in digital. So anytime you talk to a brand organization, they always kind of lead social media first, not understanding well, what are the different channels and communication tools I can use digitally for the different aspects of my funnel, right? So typically it does start with the social media conversation, but then it leads to what are the tools necessary to communicate either to our consumer or to our sales associate or anyone who's doing kind of B2B. So I found that really interesting because my first mentor in this game, um, Lisa LaCourt, she's a VP of digital. Um, she instilled that in me from the, from the very beginning. Don't just jump to the tactic, define who it is you're trying to nurture, sell, empower, whatever the case may be, and then figure out what are the tactics behind there. So one of the early projects that I was put on, um, even though social media was a sexy thing to our sales associates, we had, you know, uh, this is MLM style. I was working in the, in headquarters at the time, but this was MLM style. So we had, you know, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of sales consultants. What we ended up doing first, instead of empower or just, you know, training on social media, which we did eventually, we created an intranet first and said, okay, how can we use a digital platform to stay in, engaged and communicating with them? And then within that intranet, we had our, 
managing director at the time who was, you know, this guy was a, 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 an all-star in this company. So all of the sales, most like most MLMs, right? These, these sales yeah. associates are, they idolize this one person. So then we just had a consistent weekly touch base, video touch base of him saying, hey, what's going on? This is the new products coming up. This is new training materials, et cetera. That kept them really engaged. We then used that to leverage them to teach them how to do it on social. Because what we were doing is we were doing internet digital marketing, I would say, B2B, because we're doing it to our sales associates or people who have their own business under our umbrella. But then we have to train them to say, okay, how do you then take this type of tactic, messaging, et cetera, and then convey it to people who are going to be your prospects, your downlines, and your product consumers. So um, to answer a little bit of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Got gotcha. you. Cool. Good job. One another question for you. You, you represent. You, you're talking about Nike and these big brands. Have you ever taken one of your own brands or your own proprietary products into distribution, B to C? I have not. Um, I do more agency work. Um, you know, so my it's. I always think it's funny, right? You, you sell what you do, right? <laughs> so like, it's right. not that I'm selling a product. I'm selling my information, my knowledge, my service. Um, right. and, really, and really the unique identifier for me is I go into these rooms with C-suite or, or board of directors or ownership who are killers in their industry and they're amazing at their job. However, digital might've passed them by a little bit. They, yeah. they, they were so busy building in their industry that they just they know the opportunity and digital is important. However, when they start digging in, they're feeling a little overwhelmed. You know, I'm here to provide a little sense of relief to say, Hey, listen, you don't have to know all the tactics and bells and whistles and vernacular and da, 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 especially when they're Googling and they're just getting sold every single landing page they land on. Right. Um, so I use that expertise that I have from growing up in a family owned business to understand this is a business owner who's done really well. There's a little bit of an ego here. There's a little bit of a thing where they don't want to admit that they're unaware, et cetera. So there's that mind shift that comes in, the education that comes in, and then obviously the results that then follow. So I, you know, I, I just remembered I didn't, I had, a, I actually kind of consulted my ex-girlfriend on doing um, false eyelashes online, oh. lashmakeup.com. Instagram grew over 20,000 followers. Um, and it was now, I mean, I said X for a reason, um, but now she's, you know, doing well off that and kind of feeding off that. So nice. I've taken tactics like that and done it, but not at that grand scale. The grand scale for me really is just the digital services and this industry is never going to stop growing. Um, and so just being involved yeah. in it and being able to provide that for people. Talk a little bit about the makeup of your team now. Yeah, for sure. So I have a little bit of a twofold title right now. So I have full ownership on my consulting services. Um, I do have a small team there that's all virtual. So I have, you know, editors, social media coordinators, things of that nature. Um, and they help me just push that side of the business if it's consulting or strategy sessions. Uh, maybe a business already has a team and they understand what they need, but they just need a little bit of guidance. That's kind of where I come in. And then the second title that I hold is managing, managing director of Digital Caliente. We're a digital experience studio based out of Miami. Um, and from there, we have a whole plethora. I mean, we have VPs of strategy, we have creatives and production teams and we got a whole gamut and that's the team that we tap into when it comes to those projects like an AT&T, Mini Cooper, etc. We, we bring in the big boys for that. Um, so the team structure is we have key people um, at those higher level positions, mostly strategy. Um, digital is not as sexy as people think it is. It's a lot of research and data entry and things of that nature. So we really need a lot of mind power behind there. And then when it comes to execution side of it, we have some internal people that we just have on retainer. And then we have others that we bring in per project basis. Yeah. 
if somebody brings you a, because uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of big corporates, AT&T, Nike, this, that. If someone brings you a $20 gadget, let's just say this is, can you put a program together for that product also? I mean, I'm just trying to understand the depth of your, your skill sets. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. So with uh, Digital Caliente, we're actually a sister company of Antonio and Paris. Antonio and Paris is a global marketing agency. Um, this, these guys are amazing. I mean, you're talking about Mexico City, Paris, uh, Miami. They're, we're all over the place with them. Um, with them, we've done go-to-market strategies for startups, um, for smaller companies. For example, um, EVO is one of the ones that help work with them on. They're a probiotic, um, probiotic for infants. They came and said, hey, we're a startup. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that, et cetera. We need a branding strategy, a go-to-market strategy. We need to know how can we actually elevate this and make this happen. So AMP put the think thing together with our support, started constructing crafting. That led to a $100 million donation from the Bill and Gates, um, the, the Gates Foundation for that EVO, E-V-I-V-O, um, I believe it's called or spelled. <clears throat> so yeah, we can definitely take something that's a startup or a consumable good and then define again, where is the humanity play in here? Who needs it? Why do they need it? How are we going to facilitate that, et cetera, et cetera, and then actually be able to execute it um, on the other front too. How are you building those relationships with those large brands that you talked about? How are you differentiating yourself and getting in the door when some of those have marketing departments bigger than, you know, your entire staff? Yep. Yep. Word of mouth. Um, you know, word of mouth is extremely, extremely power powerful. Um, I think as we all know on this conversation, once you get higher and higher in a circle, those circles become really tight. And so if you can show results and, and get in there hard, you know, we have people that come to say, Hey, you know, uh, so-and-so over here recommended you guys because you guys are really providing disruptive strategies. You know, that's another thing too. We don't work with a brand or a company that's not willing to change or mold or break or you know, break the mold or really do something that's going to stand out. You know, we've actually had clients back off and say, hey, you know what, this is a little too ambitious for us, a little too grand for us. Um, some of them have kicked themselves in the, in the butt after that, <laughs> but that's the case. So number one is that word of mouth, the relationship, the referrals. Um, you also use digital to keep those, those um, relationships going. So LinkedIn, email marketing, um, just consistently staying on top of them um, and things of that nature. Now, granted with COVID and, and conferences and things of that nature were always great um, because again, you have a connection to the close circle. They invite you to a dinner, you, you know, bada boom, bada bang, you're in. But now with COVID really being strong and, and, and not, you know, all of the conferences and stuff going away, we're shifting heavy, heavy on podcasts, um, LinkedIn and email. Uh, on that, on the podcast, it's very interesting. I, I just launched a book and we had great, great success with podcasts. But is this something that you're using for product launches also? Where, where, where did the podcast fit in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, product launches works. Um, right now, the main focus with it is reputation building. Um, the way I look at it is a podcast is kind of like a digital billboard that never goes away unless it gets removed. And even if it gets removed, someone has it stored somewhere uh, saved. And so really what we're using is reputation building, um, being able to share not only the inside thinking of our CEOs or our VPs of strategy or things of that nature, um, but then also being able to display what we can do in a more casual and more uh, conversational way. Oh, so, um, so yeah, we're uh, 
reputation building. You could definitely do product launches with it. Um, if anything, you could also leverage podcast marketing to build your runway, right? So if you're looking to build a new, whether it's a product or a service offering and you want to provide some kind of unique selling proposition, a unique coin phrase or whatever the case may be, you can start seeding that within your podcast, especially if you have your own show, start seeding that, start building that awareness, start driving some people to some pre-registers, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, have a date for your actual boom launch. Beautiful. What do you like best about what you do? Um, I like the infancy of it. Um, unlike real estate or finance or whatever the case may be, you know, these industries are ages, ages old. Um, and they've only really been changing because digital is in here and kicking, kicking them and saying, Hey, you got to adjust this way. You got to maneuver this way. So what I really like about it is that is the infancy of it. You know, I'm, I'm 31 years old and e-commerce, I think turned 30 when I turned 30. All right. So, so it's one of these things like, Hey, I'm growing up with this thing. Um, and with artificial intelligence coming in and AR and all this good stuff, things are only going to get from a business standpoint, I think amazing from a moral standpoint, we have to figure some things out, but, but yeah, that's, that's what I really, really enjoy about it. Well, you've done a great job, Jose. It sounds, sounds exciting. I love the background. My, my father was an entrepreneur. I worked in his restaurant. So here, your, your dad built cleaning company. So uh, a janitorial congratulations on taking it to the next level here in the world of digital and uh, great, great meeting you and hope to be able to bring some clients your way at some point. Very, very uh, powerful uh, presentation that you guys offer. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, it's the passing of the baton. Um, and I let my dad, I, I fill him in as much as possible. My weekly meetings, my 90 days, my, my annual retreats with, with my people. And he just loves it. You know, it, 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 it's almost like living vicariously through him. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you Thanks, so much. Man. Where is the best place for our folks to learn more about you, Jose? Sure. So you can reach me on LinkedIn, uh, Jose Quiroz or Jose Quiroz Digital. Um, if you Google that, you should be able to find my LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is where I'm most active. You can also find me on Instagram, J-A-Y-Q-U-I-R-O-Z. Um, the website is jquiroz.com. And then if you want to check out Digital Caliente, we're under construction right now. We really wanted to, I mean, if we're going to be a digital experience studio, we got to give you an amazing digital experience on the site. So I'm really challenging the folks over there to build something great, but that's going to be digitalcaliente.com. Um, and it's not up yet yet, but hopefully by the time someone listens to this, it will be digitalcaliente.com slash brand health monitor. We're actually giving 10 business and organizations, you have to apply for it, an introductory brand health monitor. And what that's going to do is you're going to provide not only your company, your three competitors, and any other related information to your industry. And we're going to start to measure your likability, your do a competitive analysis, where do you stand online and offline, and how you can compete um, with your competitors again be it online or offline and we really just want to build that out to we have proprietary tools with Antonio and Paris. We have Digital DNA, which is a 2 million consumer um, application. We can tap in globally. We can test out products and services and things of that nature and test how do you compete against your, your, your industry. So I wanted to give that out there uh, to folks who, who are willing to check that out. We greatly appreciate the opportunity. This has been Seth Green and Kevin Harrington for Sharkpreneur with Jose Quiroz. Jose, thanks again for joining us. All right. Thanks again, man. Take care, buddy. Thank see you later. everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. 
He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>